Welcome to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Nathan Stacking with you alongside my good friend and co-host of this podcast, Travis Grins. Travis, how are we doing? We're doing okay. Windy out. Very windy. Very windy. Getting towards the end of the seasons here with football and volleyball, so weather's cool. So we're we're getting through it. It is very windy. We're supposed to get some rain here in in St. Cloud on Wednesday. You're dealing with rain right now. Uh, we, you, got our first snow. we got our first snow on Wednesday. It snowed. Whoa. No, we don't have any snow in the forecast. It was not rain. I looked out the window about 5, 5.30 last Wednesday night, and after that will be snow. Wow. So it melted, melted right away. Didn't amount to anything, but uh, it did. There were flakes in the air. Well, again, the Black Hills got uh, a blizzard here, Ooh. what, a couple weeks ago, 18 to 20 inches of uh wet heavy snow so that was uh it's coming one would imagine uh i hope i hope we have a big uh big winter this year lots of snow uh you mentioned football uh mitchell how did they do last week and are they in the playoffs one in the playoffs an ugly game stacking an ugly game are we talking illinois penn state ugly no, because these teams can score in overtime. Oh, so, okay. Twenty-one um, twenty, they beat the big rival here on in overtime. Ooh. Field position stacking. Field position was uh, certain certain drives of the 30, 40 yard line. The worst starting field position for Mitchell, I think, in the first half was maybe the forty-eight. Their own forty-eight. Wow! Wow! Scored one touchdown. Ugh. Scored one touchdown. Not good. Game in which you feel like, you know, 21, 28 points, you like to score in that first half when you're playing on the other teams and on the field didn't quite happen. So you let a team that's not very good in Huron stick around, and before you know it, it's 14-14 in overtime. Huron scored a 12-yard drive on a fumble. Or no, that was a pick six. Uh, so they scored from 12 yards out for the first touchdown. Mm-hmm. Mitchell scores to make it 14-6 to with two minutes to go. You feel like, all right, that was the game clincher, up by eight. You feel good. Mm-hmm. Giving up one touchdown all, all night, and that was on a turnover from 12 yards out. Well, uh, Huron scores two plays, 55 yards, a hook and ladder up the sideline. Guy may or may not have been out of bounds. Oh, Boise State-esque. A little bit, and he ran up the sideline, and it was close. They call it a touchdown, they go for two, and they make that, and all of a sudden we're tied at 14. Oh, right. Here on gets the ball first. No, Mitchell gets the ball first in overtime. Fourth and five, fourth and goal from the five. They score, they go for it, they score. They, they put the ball to the 10-yard line in high school for overtime. Okay. And uh, Huron needed all of two plays to score. So they're going to go for two, and kid did not get in, and it was so close. They pitched it to the left side, and he ran, and he ran, and he ran, and it looked like he had open field. Then the last second, Mitchell closed in on him. I thought he got in. Uh, Mitchell or uh, Traxler's paper, Mitchell Republic had video of it from the other side, but I think he got it. Like, you can't tell. Is his feet out of bounds. The referee's right there for the call. Mm-hmm. 
So he called him short, and Mitchell won 21-20. Then after he calls him short, they get, all their officials get back together, and they start talking. Oh. And they're talking. Hmm. And then they go to the Mitchell coach, and they start talking to him. Oh. They're like, oh, no. Oh, no. Are they going to reverse this call? They did not. And so I don't know. I asked the coach, so what, what was that about? Well, you know, it was this and that. He never said, so it's, I don't know what that was about. So 21-20, who knows if he got in, we'll never know. It could, was, could have been looking for good restaurant recommendations in the Mitchell yeah. area. Like, hey, we're headed back to Mitchell, what do you think? Where, where do we go? So very odd. I don't know what it was, but uh, I wouldn't call it a good game. It was, it was able to finish, able to finish, and Mitchell ends up as the five seed. After a couple of weeks ago, we're talking, do they make the playoffs? And then it was the five seed. So we're at Yankton Thursday night. Team they lost to four weeks ago, 45 nothing. But it was 7 nothing with two minutes to go in the half. And then Yankton scored three touchdowns in about 90 seconds. So take that out of the deal. You got a ball game, so we'll see what happens. But uh, exciting finish, uh, a memorable game. Mm-hmm. Very memorable game. Uh, for Mitchell, and and just going through the numbers, I think they still would have made the playoffs if they would have lost that game by the very slimmest of margins over Sturgis. But that loss knocked here on out, gave Sturgis the eight seed. So <laughs> who does Sturgis play? Won. Who Mitchell they won. Play? Somehow they won. Who did Sturgis get to play Brookings? They get to play T. Oh well, I mean that is as as far to travel practically for any team as you possibly can get. I mean, that's one side of the state to the other, and Sturgis is going to lose, what, 77 to nothing? Um, 40 to something, I would guess. Okay. It'll be a five, six touchdown margin. Yeah. T seems to be a slow starter. Uh, T only beat West Central last week, 27-13. Uh, T is 9-0, and they made the jump up to double A. Mm-hmm. So you've got, you've got T, Brookings, and uh, Pierre. Here's one four in a row. They're the three seed. They lost to Brookings at home uh, by a touchdown. So, and Peer and Brookings will likely play each other next week in the semifinals. So, winner of that should should play T. So, it'll be an interesting. Uh, it's not a foregone conclusion who's going to win. So, if you give three teams a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Grossity or Mitchell's running back had. 39 carries for 255 yards. Wow. And he scored all three touchdowns. So he had he had a good game. Mm-hmm. A good game for him. So we'll see. And Brookings we'll see. is we'll the... again Thursday, so we'll see what happens. Brookings is the two seed? Brookings is the two seed, yep. So they would take on Aberdeen, I believe. And then uh, Pierre takes on Watertown. So, so you... Top, top, four teams, top four seed should win. So this is Thursday night, you said? Yeah, I don't know why. Thursday night last week, uh, Thursday night this week. I have no idea why. Well, that, um, but I wish I wish you the best of luck with the call. I wish you the best of uh, I wish the Mitchell the best of luck with the game against Yankton. Uh, that's uh, unfortunate that it happens to be on Thursday night, where we're going to have potentially the best Thursday night football game of the year between the Packers and the Cardinals. Uh, by the way, it's it was so nice to not have to watch a, a close collapse by the Vikings this last week. Uh, it just was refreshing to just give the heart a little bit of a rest. That was nice. The week in the NFL stunk. 
There was no, uh, on Sunday, there was only one game decided by one possession. That was Falcons against the uh, Charlie's Dolphins. Uh, the Monday Night Football game was awful. That would probably rival, uh, I would say Mitchell Huron sounded way better than St. Seahawks from Monday night. Uh, the best part was the Manning cast where Marshawn Lynch dropped an F-bomb. And uh, Tom Brady was uh, very good. Eli Manning trolling Tom Brady was very good to see. Uh, so that was great. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get to Tom Brady and the 600 touchdown pass here in a moment. But the big news in the NFL is this Thursday night football game between Green Bay and Arizona. You have Devontae Adams on the COVID list. I, I think he's going to play. Uh, you need two negative tests 24 hours apart and some people think that that kind of puts him in doubt for playing on Thursday night but he went on the list on Monday so I think he's going to play on Thursday but if he doesn't that's a huge loss for the Packers Alan Lazard is out because he's a close contact and he's an unvaccinated guy so he's already out so if you're out Lazard and Adams I don't see how the Packers win this game uh, the defensive coordinators out, so there could be multiple more players here. Um, I was leaning towards Green Bay to beat Arizona before this. Now I'm not really sure. Uh, it depends on where what Adams' availability is. If he's not, I still kind of tend to like the Packers, but, I mean, with a lot of issues on defense, you know, defensive coordinator and whatnot, we've seen... Two examples this year of teams that have been negatively impacted by COVID. The Saints had like eight coaches out in week two against Carolina, and they got shellacked 26-7 by the Panthers. Then we had Cliff Kingsbury and the and Chandler Jones out for the Arizona Cardinals a couple weeks ago against the Cleveland Browns, and they went into Cleveland and rocked them. So you have one example of good, one example of it not mattering at all. Um I, so I don't know how Thursday night's going to play out, but this is an extremely, extremely big matchup and by far the biggest matchup arguably so far of the, this young NFL season. The Cardinals win. I, I don't know what happened week one with, with the Packers and the Saints. That is just a very odd result. Same thing like with Steelers-Bills. Like what, what happened? Week one, I don't know. So I'll take the Cardinals, I guess. They roll. We had those three big favorites. Only one of them covered. And uh, the two. Lions were the, the Lions covered against the Rams, and Houston did not. That I think that again ended up being like to twenty, and they ended up losing by what twenty six. Twenty six. Yep. Had that big five nothing lead in the second quarter there. And then, uh, and then the Bucks. Bucks yeah. won. So I I said oh, I would take it. I said I would take at least two of the three. To cover, I think you had said you were going to take two of the three underdogs. Well, the um, Bears, the Bears did not show up. Yeah. Justin Fields looks very bad right now. And just looking at that, that thing, uh, you, you feel like you're confident in the five teams to make the playoffs. You got Packers, Dallas, Rams, Cardinals, Buccaneers are all going to make it. Mm-hmm. Two wild card teams. Saints, Seattle, Vikings, Atlanta. Whoever made, I mean, not good. Not good. Seeds six and seven are not, are not great. So, I mean, the Vikings are going to be in this thing until the end. And again, they're not 
Last year they were in it until about second last week, and yep. I wouldn't call them a good team, but they need seven teams, and San Francisco's falling off. Yep. Eagles are on the Colts are coming. So, NFC, top five really good. Other than that, not very good. Well, I would say that the Vikings, though, should be realistically five and one. I mean, that's, I mean, or four and two at the very worst. So I think you look at that three and three record, and it's like, okay, I mean, but you know, some of the a couple of their wins, the win against Detroit, very well could have been a loss. Uh, I, I'll still give the Panthers game a win for the Vikings, regardless, because they were ahead. So it's not like they, you know, had to come back from trailing in that game late. Um, I will say that they should be no worse than four and two. So I think that three and three record for them is misleading. But at the same time, it's the Vikings, and we know just how how they they tend to play and and live up to expectations or lack thereof. You know what the spread is for that Dallas game? Uh, last I saw, it was uh, two and a half for Dallas. I think. I saw it down to one. Ooh. Either way, four like two. Like what is that? The, Dallas, a two-point favorite. I feel like it should be more. That feels... I don't, I don't expect the Vikings to win this game. That, that, I mean, that's one that pops out like Vikings are a two-point underdog is all well, at home against Dallas. Does some of that have to do with the, the health of Dak Prescott and his calf? Maybe. But I, thought, I saw that and I'm like, really? So... That's interesting. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Bengals with a huge statement victory against Baltimore oh. in Baltimore. Uh, I will full out come out and full say it. I was absolutely wrong about the Bengals selecting Jamar Chase over Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle. Uh, the, the, the Bengals offensive line. I still think Sewell's going to be a really good tackle in this league, and I think he could have really helped the Bengals offensive line solidify it for years and years to come. But right now, the Bengals' offensive line's been uh, good for the most part. It's kept Joe Burrow upright. And the explosiveness that you have with Jamar Chase, you know, forget all those drops he had in training camp in the preseason. He is lighting it up. Um, Justin Jefferson was that guy last year. Jamar Chase is it this year. And Jamar Chase is, I think, probably better than... Justin Jefferson, uh, this it's truly special what what Chase and Burrow and the Bengals are doing right now. Bengals are a playoff team. The Chiefs are not. Yep, absolutely. I mean, the Ravens won five in a row, and they let that Raiders game slip away week one, and then they lose, almost lose to Detroit. So almost probably should have lost to Kansas City. Should have lost to Indianapolis. Oh. I mean, it's hard to be uh, Buffalo, my Buffalo squad. What a bunch of pants shitters. <laughs> we, I mean, we, we were doing it talking about the game. I'm yes. like, all right, bring something to me, yep. beat Tennessee. Yep. And you, you just didn't do it. So good shot going for it, fourth and, fourth and inches. Right you got to make that. You got to win that game, and then the Titans go and blow off Kansas City. So you look at the AFC, I mean, that, that, that's, that's wide open. This is as wide open as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Like, who's coming out of the NFC? I felt like, you know, the Rams early. Who's going to beat Tampa? I mean, all of those teams have beaten each other. Yep. Dallas lost to Tampa. Tampa lost to the Rams. Rams lost without the Rams losing. The, the Cardinals. 
the Cardinals. Nobody's beating them. Yep. And somehow the Packers beat the loss of the Saints, but yep. all those teams are beating each other. So it's um we got the Bengals. Uh Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. They they'd be in the mix, but if he's out, that that hurts. You got Case Keener. Well, you got the Chargers. Seem like maybe uh, they're more suited for a year from now to make a bigger jump. Hey, I'm not going to count the the Patriots out. I guess no, you can't really count the Steelers out. And the Colts, they could start. I mean, Carson Wentz has played re- reasonably oh. well here lately. I, I mean, if they lose to the Titans on Sunday, then they're in trouble, I think. But um, the Colts are still in it. And I'm uh, the Chiefs. Hey. I mean, unless unless something happens with this Chiefs, we'll see if they make the playoffs. I think it's going to be close. Yeah, yep. I don't see them turning it around. But you, you know, you're going to hear whatever. If they make the playoffs, you're going to see. Oh, nobody wants to play them. Yeah. Like, well, I'll gladly play them because they fucking suck. They I, can't. I, they they turn the ball over. Their yep. defense is terrible. They I mean, can't beat anybody worth a damn. This I, team is bad. It is. And, it's very bad. I can't recall. I don't know why their defense is so much worse this year than it was last year. Last year, it seemed like the defense was pretty good. Um, you know, injuries on the defensive line, like Chris Jones and Frank Clark, uh, who we don't like. But, I mean, uh, still, you have some of those things on the back end. I, I don't know. I thought there were some pieces on this defense that they would be good, and I think Mahomes is forcing it. Um He's not playing very well right now. I mean, they have 17 turnovers this season. I think minus 10 uh, turnover differential, which is by far the worst. It's the worst in the league. I I don't know. And that hit he took Sunday against, I have no idea how he doesn't have a concussion because he looked woozy as hell uh, walking off that field. And I would hope he saw a masseuse or a chiropractor afterward because, oh, my goodness, that thigh to the neck and just seeing it bend back that way. Not good, but yeah, I agree with you. It's completely wide open. I feel like we talk about, we could talk about a different team each week. Like this week, it's the Bengals. Oh, all of a sudden the Bengals are the cream of the crop in the AFC. I don't necessarily think that, but you can at least look at what they've done and be like, okay, I mean, that's, they're at least in the discussion, but last week they weren't. It was a, okay, Bengals, prove it to us. Prove it that you can win. Uh... And now they did, and now they're now they've jumped into this discussion with the the Bills and the Chargers and the and the Raiders. I mean, the Raiders aren't really talked about a whole lot for being five and two. Uh, we talked about them with, of course, with regards to John Gruden, but they've played really well. Um, and and the Titans again, kind of coming out of nowhere. People, I, I, I'm kind of tired of this here because they're like, how did this team lose to the Jets? Well, they were without their top two wide receivers. So Ryan Tannehill had no one to throw to. They relied purely on Derrick Henry. So the Jets kind of caught them when they weren't, uh, like, fully healthy. Of course, like, it's it shouldn't be a, oh, how did this team lose? How did they lose to the Jets? They didn't have a full roster, you dumbasses. Like, it's not that hard of a concept. People look into this stuff way too much. Um... I don't know, but you're right. It is as wide open as you could possibly get. It is. It's exciting. So we'll see what happens. Maybe it'll it'll change. You know, be the same old teams. But yeah, it's. I mean, I mean, the NFC playoffs, or I mean, both playoffs, the divisional round should be should be good. Whether it ends up that way, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, like, who's not going to make the uh, the divisional round? 
spot in the NFC. One of those five teams is not going to make it. So mm-hmm. it should be uh, almost in the second half. It should be good. Patrick Mahomes. Oh, see, it cost my team a victory this week, but uh, I didn't play well. Geno Smith cost me a victory this week because he took two sacks at the end, and I lost by a point and a half. For the defense. Yeah, I was going up against the Saints defense, and um, I was doing like right at, right out of the gates. Uh, DK Metcalf catches that eighty four yard touchdown. I'm like, okay, like this is good. I feel good. And the Seahawks can't do anything. They aren't getting any yards. I'm like, okay, come on. And then they finally drive, and then they miss a, a couple of field goals. Like if they make if they make two field goals, I win. I, I win by a, a half a point or by a point. Uh, so those two sacks at the end, Geno Smith, uh, on my shit list now for that. Um, not good. I thought I had a nice comeback victory. Cooper Cup has been outstanding for me. I gotta tell you, Cooper Cup, what a magnificent, magnificent. Boy, what does the MVP of team stack and get? Um, well, it depends on where we finish. No, no. Um, yeah, on paper, it looked like a bad weekend was. But on the college football side, it looked like a bad week, and at least during the noon games, the 11 a.m. games, some things were happening. So at least, at least something happened. Yep. Can we can we understand? Like, uh, like is Oklahoma ever going to put together a complete game? Because that was I I was oh, cheering so hard for Kansas. I was hoping that oh. Kansas was going to win that game. They're up 17-7 midway through the third quarter. Like, okay, you just got to make Oklahoma kind of bleed the clock, and then they they score in like a, a minute. And like, okay, well, that's – I mean, you kind of saw it coming there at that point. Like, Kansas can't keep this up. And then the play of the game, Caleb Williams stripping the ball from his own running back there on a fourth and one. I thought it was – they were going to give it to Kansas, but they said because the ball was behind the line of scrimmage or when it, the play happened that it was – um, that it was a legal play. Oklahoma ends up winning this game, but holy cow! Like, I, I, I don't get it. that. Would have been the biggest upset, I think, in the last what decade? Maybe more. Gophers losing to Bowling Green is pretty big. Well, that's a that's a very bad. But this is Kansas beating Oklahoma. I mean, yeah, Kansas yeah. is well, worse it's frustrating with them because they they had the ability to score 35 points and a half like they did against Kansas and then they did what they did against Texas and come from behind there and then alright they changed quarterbacks they're going to be different now but then this happened against Kansas and then they finally dropped the spot in the polls to four thank God so I don't know I mean I don't want I mean how Terrible is that playoff game going to be? If they got to play Georgia, oh, well, that's that's, a, that's yeah. to me, you know, what's been Washington's played what Alabama, Michigan State's played Alabama, I think. Mm-hmm. Mismatches on paper, not very good games, but this Oklahoma team does nothing. And every week, I hope I root for them to lose mm-hmm. just to get them out of the conversation because they're not, they're not there. They're just not. Top, but not one of the five or even ten best teams. Cincinnati had a great chance to maybe more solidify their playoff spot, especially with Oklahoma struggling. Cincinnati could have said, like, okay, let's distance ourselves from you. They had to, they struggled to beat Navy. I mean, they Navy had the ball there at the end after recovering an onside kick, 
Uh, and Cincinnati ends up winning the game by seven, but Cincinnati is in a position, unlike Oklahoma, that can pick up some more quality wins, like against Oklahoma State later in the season or Baylor. Cincinnati doesn't have that. They have SMU. That is it. And that's who a good knows? One. It? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I mean, that's a good one. If, but that's if SMU stays undefeated to that point. Like, we expect. They've got, they've got to change the conference title game against somebody. Yep. But, I mean, that. Like Cincinnati needs to be blowing people out right now, and seven-point wins against one-win Navy schools do not do it. So they are in a, a precarious situation here. They need to, to pick it up here against, uh, unfortunately, the green wave of Tulane this week. The thing that I don't like is that people hold that stuff against Cincinnati, but they don't seem to hold it against Oklahoma. Cincinnati I, I agree has that. to blow people out. Yeah, since Cincinnati, if there's a close game, they well, see, Cincinnati, see, they're not that good. Oklahoma I, does. It's like, oh, no, I'll make a number two this week. They beat uh, they beat Nebraska by uh, by seven points. They were three tenths on favorite. But uh, let's make uh, let's make Oklahoma number three now. Yeah, nope, and like, I no. I agree with you wholeheartedly there. I would not drop since I still think Cincinnati is a playoff team. Unfortunately, and if they go undefeated, they are in yeah. for me 100%. If they're not in, then fuck this entire system. Because if there's ever been a time for a team to get in, it's got to be Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. They got to go undefeated. I don't think that's an automatic. If they got one loss, they're not getting in. Mm-hmm. But because there's only going to be probably one undefeated team at the end of this thing, and that's a Georgia. Yep. And they should get in over everybody else. Yep, and I agree with that. And I, I agree with what your with your train of thought. I'm just saying that the, the unfortunately, the vast majority of people won't care, carry that same argument with Cincinnati as they will, or with Oklahoma as they would Cincinnati. Like, yes, I got to look at Oklahoma's schedule and say Nebraska a dud. Yeah, Tulane's played a tough schedule. They're one and six. Soon to be one and seven. But they almost lost that game. They won by yeah. what five points. Absolutely. Yep. So uh, Kansas ten nothing and a half, uh, getting routed by Texas for a majority of that game. I mean, every it's every week Kansas State almost beat them. Uh, they had one. They beat one opponent by a lot. Some Western Carolina seventy six to nothing. That's the one. Every other every other game they could have lost. So yep. Oklahoma to me is not even a top ten team. They're not even in the discussion for a top ten spot. The way they play. So, you know, I, I feel like we're going to get the same old, same old Ohio State and Georgia. If Alabama loses, they're not getting in. So, we will see. Iowa shit the bed. I think Iowa loses to Wisconsin this week because I just lost all little respect I had for Iowa. And I think Wisconsin's going to win the West now. This was the, all right, let's have a new team in there. Iowa couldn't do it. Gophers have a chance now. They're not going to beat Wisconsin. I don't think Wisconsin's any good at all. But... Please, Iowa. Just show me something game of the week. It was Bills Titans. This week it's Iowa Wisconsin. Beat fucking Wisconsin, Iowa. Let's if you're it. worth two shits, beat Wisconsin. Yep. Wisconsin's a three point favorite. I hope Iowa wins that game, but yeah, that doesn't seem very likely. Uh, Penn State just with a royal shit of the bet. Oh, we get Sean Clifford back. Yay. I got to tell you, Krenz, nothing frustrates, very few things frustrate me in sports more than people saying that college football overtime is good. College football overtime sucks ass. It's terrible. I mean, old system is good. Old system is good. This new system's dumb. This is it's just terrible. I was, you know what? Shame on me for not realizing that after three overtimes, you just go for two point conversions. I thought that it was 
you if you score a touchdown, you'd have to go for two after the third after the oh. second overtime. It wasn't just oh a two point conversion like this. Oh a nine overtime thriller. No, it wasn't. It was pure garbage that we were subjected to when we should have been able to watch Oregon UCLA on ABC. We get subjected to god awful Penn State and even worse Illinois playing in a. Frickin' slugfest for two-point conversions that they can't even convert. I mean, this is awful, 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 awful. College o- football overtime is arguably the worst thing in sports. I didn't think earlier in the year, I didn't think we'd get a game like this again because of the new rule. Like, oh, they're not going to be a seven-overtime game again because what are these teams going to score before then, before we get to six or seven? And here we get to nine. I'm doing volleyball at home here. And Sean Kirk's messaging a fourth overtime, a fifth, a seventh, an eighth, a ninth. Like, what type of bullshit is going on here? Mm-hmm. Once you get to, like, the fifth, it's like, what is this? And you see him dropping passes and doing this and breaking breaking your wrist and just the, the worst football you could possibly imagine. Yeah, 20 to 18 and nine overtimes. And Penn State, they're done. It's... Yeah. Bad, bad football all around. Yep, um, I I agree with like uh, the Bob Ryan's of the world. I'm fine with ties. I have no, you know what? A tie is good every once in a while. Why? Leave it the way it was. What was wrong with that? That was great. Or you could just do the NFL overtime. Just kick it and you know, like let's play a ten minute. Let's play an extra ten minutes and see what happens. I just it just. This is terrible. Just absolutely awful. I mean, we're already subjected to four-hour college football games anyway. So what's another 10-minute uh, session here? Because it would take about the same amount of time, if not uh, be a little faster, than all this garbage back-and-forth overtime two-point conversion crap. Yeah. Leave it the way it was. It was exciting. Um, no, no, it's not. It's it's no fun. It's It's just it's awful. Awful, awful, awful. Uh, the stat of the week here. You ready for the stat of the week from college football? Mm-hmm. Wake Forest had the ball for 17 minutes and 17 seconds against Army. They put up 70 points. It's all right. Granted, one was a pick six, but they didn't even hold the How ball. Yards? How many yards did they have? Uh, uh, let, let me get that here for you. Uh, well, Wake Forest is 13th. They should win this week against whoever they play. Duke. Yep. They'll beat Duke. Yep. That, we want 8-0. Um, that's exciting. They that's had exciting. 638 yards of offense. Army had 595. But, yes, yeah, 17 minutes, 17 seconds. Outstanding. It's just amazing. Just amazing. Seems impossible. Seems impossible. I I will give. I will say this. Like when Oregon lost to Stanford, we we said the Pac-12 is dead. There's no way they get in. Yep. Not that Oregon like Oregon still isn't playing inspiring uh, or confidence building football, but they are ranked seventh. And given what has transpired now with Penn State and Oklahoma State losing to Iowa State, um. I mean, let's say let's say Penn State somehow beats 
no. Ohio State. Not unlikely. Okay, so let's uh, let's just say Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State all play this round robin kind oh, of roulette yeah. style and just cannibalize each other. And one beats one, and then the other beats the other, and the other beats the other. Like, let's just say that they all three lose. Oregon uh-huh. just gets just assuming they win, and that's a big. Uh, you know, you know what happens when you assume. And it's a big if, but Oregon can insert themselves right into the college football playoff if they keep winning, and the Big Ten cannibalizes themselves. It's still possible. I'm done assuming teams are going to win out. Because yeah, you look at those teams, you know, like Iowa. Iowa should win out, and they don't. Yep. Penn State loses to Illinois. Mm-hmm. Hell, I don't even know if Oregon can beat Oregon State at this point. Yeah. The way yep. Oregon State's going. Like, there's, there's no... I have no confidence Oregon's going to win out. And if they do, they'll be right there and they probably get it. I mean, hell, they could. They, they should have lost to UCLA. They should have lost to a number of teams. So, there, I mean, I don't – I don't – 2% chance that they win out here. I just don't see that happening whatsoever. You know, so, you know what was announced a couple days ago? The November 6th game. So, not this week, but next week. ESPN 2 at 9.15 p.m. Central Time. UTSA at UTEP. That is a game on an ESPN network that people can regularly like get. ESPN2, Texas San Antonio at UTEP. Both teams, bowl eligible. UTEP last like 2 years ago couldn't even win a game. And now they're they're bowl eligible. That Where's, game is on ESPN2 in 2 weeks. Where's college game day at that week? Uh Where's they haven't they haven't they announced that game. They haven't announced that week. I'm guessing it will be like Columbus or that. Let me let me take a look at that uh, the schedule here right now. They're undefeated, or both, one, one of them has one loss. UTSA is undefeated. I mean, that's unfortunate a, time slot for them. I Nine like o'clock local starts. I just like the well. It's eight local start because it's in El Paso. I just West. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're in the mountain. I feel like that, team, that, that, that game got a little bit more respect. I was just impressed that they got it on ESPN2 because that is not a matchup that we would have thought would have happened, and I am not seeing a game in Week 10. Uh, That's a game. Go to that. I mean, there's no better game than that one. Auburn at A&M? No, that doesn't do much for you. Yeah. No, like, it was supposed to be – if the Jackrabbits could, you know, like, wouldn't be riddled with injuries on the defensive side and could, you know, make a field goal or, you know, move the offense a little bit, that would have been the week that for college game day to come back to Brookings for the Dakota Marker game. That's not going to happen now. Um, yeah, there's really not much there, but just impressive that UTSA and UTEP will be. Um, What's on ESPN that's so great? Uh, Put on the big one. What bullshit games on there? Put on the big one. There's a lot of TBDs yet because we're still two weeks out. Um, I'm seeing if, what the night game is. Tennessee, Kentucky's the uh the night game on ESPN two. Oh yeah, that's that's good. Nothing has been announced yet. This uh, week doesn't do much for me. You look at it a week or two ago, like oh yeah, look at this week. Penn State, Ohio State. Big pass. Well, yeah, now that Penn State lost. I mean, Michigan, Michigan State should be really good. That's right away in the morning. Yeah, well, I mean, that's... We'll see. We'll see. That doesn't do much for me. And then Iowa, Wisconsin, that is some... That is some black page internet type 
punishment you want to put yourself through watching that shit. <laughs> so, don't don't do that. Uh, so, we're kind of in the in the middle of crap season. Uh, Pitt thankfully just clobbered Clemson in the second half. Slow start for Pitt. Yep. Clemson's been favored every week. They haven't covered once. Kansas City, they've been favored every week. They're three or four. They're under five hundred. Both teams are ten point favorites this week. Uh, Clemson is a ten point favorite at home against Florida State. Florida State playing a lot better, so that seems, you know. In de- what world is Clemson ten points better than anybody? I don't know. Give me, give me. That's my game. Give me Florida State. Yeah. Give me Florida State plus the ten. Florida State's Clemson can't uh, score twenty points. How the fuck they gonna? They can't score 20 points. Yeah, Florida State it's is a quarterback bowl eligibility, which is stunning. Yeah, I mean, they they were in the playoff discussion. Like, oh, do I put Clemson in there? And even if you didn't put them in there, they were a team like, well, you know, they shouldn't lose more than two games. Fuck, they're going to be 5-7, 6-6. And, yep. and the and the Chiefs are 10-point favorites Monday night against the Giants. That is not uh, a sure thing right now. With uh, I assume the Giants are going to get Saquon Barkley back and couple more weapons and I mean the Giants defense playing pretty good I don't know like that it's just odd that you know both the Chiefs and, and Clemson 10 point favorites and neither team is playing really good right now so I, I don't two know teams, two teams I'm looking for stacking yeah. since we want to want to hop on bandwagons and then teams are going to lose like Penn State inevitably yep Kentucky and Old Miss yeah but let's do it we're on Ole Miss. Ole Miss got a bit of a tougher schedule. Uh, old uh, Kentucky, not quite a difficult schedule. No. Nope. So I mean, if Kentucky can beat Tennessee, I feel like they're going to win out. So what? They're what? They're twelfth, eleventh, twelfth, twelfth right now. Yes. What do you do with a one-loss Kentucky team that lost to Georgia? Gave Georgia the closest game they've had since Clemson. Nobody's been competitive with Georgia except with a 14-7 at the half. It was it was competitive for a half. Yeah. A one-loss Kentucky team has got to be in the discussion. I, I I think it depends on how – I mean, okay, would you take a one-loss Kentucky team over a one-loss Notre Dame team? Yes. I'm going to say no because I look at Kentucky's schedule – and who else? They have no difficult contest outside of Georgia. Florida sucks. LSU sucks. Um, the, Missouri, not great. South Carolina sucks. I mean, they play Mississippi State. Big whoop. Tennessee, fine. Like, there's no rank. There's no team on there that Kentucky. It, it, Kentucky's a good team. Don't get me wrong. But there's just nothing there on Kentucky's resume outside of that close half that they played against Georgia. Whereas I look at... I pose the question with Notre Dame, and I don't see... Nothing comes to mind for Notre Dame saying they beat... And a lot of good teams at the beginning of the year, but all those teams have not been good. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, they lost to Virginia... They beat Virginia Tech. They did, the, yep, and Virginia Tech just lost to Syracuse. So, uh, the, thanks, thanks a lot, Hokies. Wisconsin, just, I mean, Wisconsin's not good... I don't know what Notre Dame's best win would be. I don't know. Uh, let me pull it up here. So I say, I say those two things cancel out. Uh, the better loss goes to Kentucky. That's fine. That, well, I, 
What? Wow. Oh, shit, true. But I mean, I think I think you almost had that splitting hairs with. I mean, because Cincinnati's really good, except that that loss for Notre Dame came at home. I guess uh, the game wasn't really close. It wasn't even close. Cincinnati. Yeah. Yep. But Jake, but Jake Cohn wasn't uh, wasn't fully healthy. I don't think. There, that's that's tough. I let's hope it doesn't. They got they got to be in the conversation if they don't if they lose. But you they, they roll the table, which they probably won't. You but. don't put three SEC teams in. You, I can't see. I, I, in what universe would a three uh, three SEC playoff team be like? Have Kentucky in there as that third team versus say like an Ole Miss? I can't see that happening. I see it happening if Oklahoma loses. Ohio State would be in there. What, what if Oregon only has one loss? I will take Oregon. Uh, no, they got a terrible loss. Like Kentucky just does not have that bad loss. True, they play much more impressive. But than Oregon, Oregon has only been Ohio State. That's very good. Yep. But then they lose to Stanford. Very bad. Yep. Very. And, bad. and that's why I think that this is the great part of this that we can have these conversations and these these uh, these arguments. Or like we're yeah. trying to we're trying to look and decipher. I think this is great that we have this. Uh, open discussion this year with so many different possibilities and so many new teams. I mean, the fact that we're talking about Kentucky and Oregon being in the college football playoff, especially Kentucky, because Oregon's at least been in it once or twice. You know, they've, they're consistently in the discussion at least for part of the season. Kentucky never never has been in that conversation. Yeah. So I agree. I think that's the that's the cool part about this is that we have more of these. Uh, different opportunities or options that you could throw in. Well, you could throw this team in that team. And that's not just Alabama, Ohio state, Oklahoma, and you know, name the fourth one. That's the, that's and the good part this year. And there's a reason why those teams are always in because they lose and they might lose one game mm-hmm. and it's early on in the season and people forget about it. Yep. They, they win their games. They don't do, they don't do what Penn state did. They don't do that. They don't. They don't do what Oregon did. They don't lose to Stanford. I'm just. I'm fascinated to see what happens if Alabama loses again, especially if it's in the well, SEC I, I, championship game. I mean, two loss Alabama's not getting it. I mean, they they not. They didn't look good against Tennessee. Right. That was a competitive game. So, I, at this point, I don't. I don't see Alabama beating Georgia. If that ain't happening, Alabama's out. I. I. I would agree with that in principle, but we know what the college football <laughs> playoff committee likes to do. They tend to favor Alabama and give them excuses and Oklahoma and, to a certain degree, Ohio State more than any other team. It's those three that always get the benefit of the doubt. Um, and if folks don't like Kentucky, then you got Ole Miss. They, they, they do have some impressive wins. Yes, they do. That's why I say Ole Miss would be – I would take yeah. Ole Miss over Kentucky. And, again, I don't think either of these teams are going undefeated. Kentucky – Kentucky should be favored the rest of the way. Old Miss, if, they, if Old Miss wins at Auburn, that's a tough one. If they win at Auburn this week, then you feel like they got a good shot. So, mm-hmm. Old Miss beat Arkansas. Um, and again, they lost to Oklahoma pretty badly. So, you got those two teams that lost to Alabama and Georgia. And, like, Old Miss, how does Old Miss not get in with one loss? They're at 10 right now. If they win this week, they're going to jump a spot because Michigan, Michigan State's going to lose. You know. What if you have an undefeated uh, um, 
San Diego State squad or UTSA or, I mean, more so importantly, Wake Forest. What if Wake Forest is undefeated? If Wake Forest is undefeated, they're going to make it. Those other teams are just too far, too far out of the race. I mean, BYU, if BYU would, I mean, BYU, you had a shot, you're what, 10th? You're there, BYU, you you could have been in the discussion, but no. So, yeah, Ole Miss, Kentucky, again, Wake Forest, I want so badly, so badly for them to be around, like, that last week. Mm -hmm. They got North Carolina next week. That's a big one. Beat them, please. You're better than they are, it appears. Beat them. You'll beat Duke this week. You've got Clemson. What about Pitt? you got Pitt all of a sudden. I'm, there's a Wake Forest, Pitt, ACC title game stacking. Pitt and Wake Forest. God bless it. God bless it. I, I didn't even know that was possible. Huh. didn't even know it was possible. didn't even know they were on separate sides. Winner that goes to the Orange Bowl probably or wherever. So what a... NC State, people like them. Somebody's got to come out of the ACC well, playing some game. Brett McMurphy, uh, who does he work for? Stadium now or Action News or yeah. Action Sports? Um, yeah. He came out with his bowl projections for Week Nine, and he has a Sugar Bowl of Kentucky Iowa State. Iowa State's coming on strong now. Yeah, it's just it's it's fascinating. Now we do have but Iowa State. Have they, I don't think they played Oklahoma yet, have they? They have not. No. And they were a seven-point favorite versus Oklahoma State. That yeah. was the one that popped out at you say, whoa, Iowa State, seven-point favorite versus Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State's done. So, didn't cover, but got the upset win. No, they didn't, they didn't cover. That was a big uh, Oklahoma State. That's why the reason Oklahoma State never makes a playoff, because they lose games like that. Mm-hmm. So. Aims is tough to call uh, A lot of possibilities. I'm sure each week will... One one team will shit the bed as they do. You know that's uh, somebody's at Mississippi State this week. Like Kentucky is at Mississippi State. Yep. Yep. Well, Mike Leach, Mike Leach in his candy conversation, oh, just great. fantastic. Hates candy corn, loves hairball gummy bears. Mike Leach never change. You never change. Springs had sprees in yes. there. Yep. I haven't heard of them in a long time. So. Oh. He's such yeah, I mean, a, I mean that's 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 what that's a question you ask somebody that just beat Vanderbilt by six touchdowns. Yep. yep. Like, what else are you going to ask him? Nothing matters. Coach, Halloween's next week. Candies. What, what do you think? He is a national you, treasure. Absolutely. And if you were to ask Nick Saban, you can't ask Nick Saban that. He can't no. do that. But you can't ask Mike Leach that stuff. But to, and he makes it fun. Let's so. give let's give credit to Nick Saban though for having a uh, a, a nice moment with a reporter who had his son oh, yeah. there and asking the question. Like it, it shows that Nick Saban does have a little bit of a softer side to him if he so wanted to. So let, let's give Nick Saban a little credit there on that front. Um, there is a significant realignment news that came out last week. Um, yeah. That. Uh, and for whatever reason, the AAC was like, hey, you know what we can do, guys? Let's bring in um, UAB, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, Rice, North Texas, and Texas San Antonio. Because that will really strengthen our team. Like, what the hell is the American doing? Like, if you were, I mean, granted, you lost a lot of power with Cincinnati and Houston and Central Florida now joining the Big 12 and joining BYU. Uh, there, so you lost a lot of a lot of t- t- big teams in that regard. 
But to replace them, you are bringing in UAB, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic, Rice, North Texas, and Texas San Antonio. Like, what What the hell are you even thinking, AAC? Like, this is just bad. Like, the best one in that bunch is UAB. <clears throat> so, Conference USA is in, is in absolute turmoil right now because Southern Miss has now jumped ship to go to the Sun Belt. Uh, I mean, I think Conference USA at this point has just got to dissolve. Um, Old Dominion may join the Sun Belt along with Marshall. Uh, James yeah. Madison might jump from the FCS to the Sun Belt. Like, at, it may be Marshall and Old Dominion may stay in Conference USA. We don't know for sure. But like, what is going on? Like, this is this is the bad part of Conference realignment. But Conference USA is like officially done now. There's what are they yeah. doing? But what is the AAC doing? Adding these teams that just have no. Like again, for now, it, now just for the stay American, alive. Just to stay alive. Yeah, I, that's fine. But now, if you're the American, you're just a mid-major conference at best. Like I would even, you, can you even call them that? Like it's just garbage. Just terrible, terrible, terrible. I like Texas San Antonio. I like them. Everybody else, I don't care about. I mean, they're just trying to stay alive. It was the is the Big Twelve survived somehow. The AAC survived, and now it's Conference USA. They're on deck of, all right, well, who are you going to add to stay alive? Now, it, it doesn't the, if James Madison is taking the leap from FCS to FBS, now when does that come in? When, do, when does uh, Sam Houston State, when do the Dakota schools, when do the Bison and the Jackrabbits get called for potential realignment, either from Conference USA or maybe, you know, the, it, again, maybe the Mac or maybe the Missouri Valley. Like some someone's gonna come calling to them. I, I. It would be great to have a FCS power conference with all the good schools in it at the FBS level. Yeah. And all those schools you talked about, a, a true conference USA, wide ranging the country from the Dakotas to to the Virginias mm-hmm. and down to Texas. Just all the like, the top ten FBS or FCS schools make their own conference. They all make the jump up and play each other. They'd be a it'd be a very good conference. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's conference USA. That I think is gonna it's gonna end up dying here. And so the the aftermath of Texas and Oklahoma going to the SEC is that the conference USA is no more. Yeah. That's just. I mean, that's what it boils down to. It's stunning. It really is. Um, I'm, I'm. When we do our college basketball preview here in a couple of weeks, I'll be very curious. Uh, that we'll kind of look through some of these conferences because the Atlantic Sun has gotten a big boost. I mean, the Ohio Valley—they're on the, the verge of a collapse. One could argue the Southland. I mean, we talked about that a little while back with you know the Southland getting purged by the WAC, and you know the the merger with the, the Atlantic Sun for. For football purposes, but then college basketball-wise, seems like the WAC has gained a lot more strength, and the Southland now is down to like six teams. I mean, at some point, you are just going to have some of these conferences get dissolved by others. So instead of 31, 32 conferences, now we're going to only have maybe 30 here eventually, maybe 29, 28 uh, over the next few years, I imagine. And Bob Huggins wants his own tournament. Fuck him. Just You know what? Screw you, Bob Huggins. (laughs) Like shut the hell up! Just shut up. So I mean, that'd be interesting. I'm sure 
we'll keep it at 68. I prefer to do it. We just go back to 64. We don't need all these other teams in there. But, yeah, conference realignment, chasing the money. Teams move on up. So, the little guys are going to get uh, get squished here at the end somehow. Yep. I mean, what, what's Bob Huggins thinking? Hey, oh, he just, he just didn't want to lose to Stephen F. Austin again. Shut yeah, up, Bob. They're a team that usually doesn't do well in the tournament. They disappoint more times than not. So, mm-hmm. yeah, beat, beat, beat Stephen F. Don't, don't lose as a three seed. Don't lose as a six seed. Make a run once in a while. Yeah. Just shut up, Bob. Shut up. Um, not good there. Anything else college football related we need to get to? A week that didn't have anything on paper. Had those crazy early games. Mm-hmm. That was about it. Didn't have much at night. So I'm excited for that for Wake Forest just to see what they do. Old Miss, Kentucky. Those are my three teams. Can just one of them go and do like the last week? Needing a win to be to be in the mix. Yep. Uh, we have a world. And, well, yeah. let's see here. Um, I guess Alabama. They're not going to lose, but so yeah. Alabama, I mean, Alabama's not been impressive either, so. Right. I mean, everybody's had their hiccups, I guess, uh, except Georgia. And I think people are just going to kind of dismiss that Clemson game, even though right now that looks like a just a terrible game. Yep. I mean, Georgia won, but barely. And Clemson has been very bad since then. So people are just going to forget that mm-hmm. Clemson at all. So. I agree. We have a World Series starting Tuesday night. Uh, so you listen to this podcast, you know that we're—I mean—we're already well into the World Series then. But it's the Houston Astros against the Atlanta Braves. Uh, this is not a World Series that many had predicted. Certainly not at the All Star break because the Braves were under five hundred. Didn't really seem like they were getting anywhere. And I—I I gotta tell you, Krenz, I'm not all this Braves team. They're. It, they're easy to root for, in part because of Eddie Rosario, former twin. But there's there's just a different attitude about this team than what we've seen in the past from previous Braves teams. Like, there, I don't dare say gritty, but it's just like there's when when they had Chipper Jones and and Tom Glavin and and, and Maddox and everything. It, it was just like okay, we're just gonna let all of our tremendous potential these great players kind of carry us it was just like wow this team is filled with all-stars left and right this team's like we are fighting we are grinding we are doing everything we can like just to to get here and they've they've put together a very great roster in spite of losing a great player in ronald acuna jr uh freed is a, a fantastic pitcher their bullpen is very good uh riley uh young players kind of come out of nowhere they made the, the the trade to get Jock Peterson from the Cubs. Again, Rosario has been uh, a revelation for them, at least in the championship series against the Dodgers. So, yes, I, I, I totally see why people are installing the Astros as the favorites because again, if you get um, um, McCullers back, that would be a significant boost, and the Astros have... A lot. They aren't missing a lot of pieces from their World Series teams. I know uh, George Springer's in Toronto and Verlander's not pitching. Uh, so there's every reason to, to understand why Houston is the favorites. 
But this is not a shoe-in World Series victory for him like some people seem to think. This Atlanta Braves team has really come on strong, and they are very, very good. Braves are a team I could never root for just going back to the 90s, even if they're different. I think I maybe got one series right this entire playoffs. I think <laughs> didn't get a single didn't get a single first round series right. Right, me too. Uh, Dodgers, Braves, obviously, and then Astros. I don't know. I mean, it didn't look good for the Astros. I mean, they were looking like uh, Boston's offense was looking great until it wasn't. Is that that two two pitch uh, in game? Was it game five? Yeah, game five. Two two in the it was tied at two in the top of the ninth. It was a two two pitch, I think, and it looked like it was over the plate. And the ump called it a ball. Uh, it was in the top of the ninth, and then the Astros scored seven runs in yeah, the top of the ninth to win that game. But the, that looked like a strike. Would, would you agree with that? Yeah, there's been a couple of calls. We talked about the call last week that wrapped up the Giant series. Calls that are just not right. Just not right, and you have to. I don't know if you appeal, if, if that's the, the little tip in the water, you know, you put your toe in the water a little bit instead of going full-fledged uh, strike zone here, you go, all right, we can, we'll give you a few challenges. And again, these challenges should not take more than 10 seconds. Right. This is, let's go to it. Was it a strike? Yes, it was. Okay. Reverse it. I mean, these shouldn't be challenges like they take out, which take over a minute. This should be very simple. This should be tennis. Why can't we be like tennis? If you want to review a call in tennis, get, get it reviewed, you know immediately, and we move on. It doesn't have that technology, make that happen, please. It like, it's a, I think it's a, I mean, I'm not trying to, to make light of an umpire's job, because I think it's difficult, you know, trying to, to you, know, you have an idea of what the strike zone is, but I mean, that, that pitch is, that, that ball's coming at you, you know, 90 yeah, miles an hour, it's fast, it's, it's sometimes difficult, you may miss a pitch here or there. It's not the end of the world. Every umpire is going to miss multiple balls and strike calls every game. Yep. They're going to they're going to they're going to make the call right 95 98% of the time. Which makes them very 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 good at their jobs. But we all concentrate on the on, on the 5 or 10 they miss in a game in which there's 100 or 300 pitches thrown. We concentrate on the ones they didn't make. So maybe that's the deal. We, we challenge the call, and it's like tennis where it does not take a minute. It takes literally 10 seconds. I agree with that. So hopefully that would be a good idea. They're testing things out in, in the minor leagues. Um, there was one game where there were like 15 walks, a dozen walks, a lot of walks. So I don't. the system was off for pitchers need to change. They're, they're, it wasn't picking up the ball like it should have been. Something was happening where there were a tremendous amount of walks in a game. So, uh, the answers, the technology we have, but should be a good World Series. I said at the beginning, the Braves were the one team I could see every other team making it except the, like the Red Sox and the Braves. Mm-hmm. And the Braves make it, and Boston almost did. So, with the baseball playoffs, who the hell knows? And the Dodgers are just the Braves now. They're just the Braves. Yeah. They're not winning anything. The one, the one they won was a cheapie. It just is. You can't say, yeah, we won in a sixty-game season. That's that's not legitimate. It just isn't. When you're playing all your games at Globe Life, too. Well, like you can't. It just isn't. And and they won one. See if they can win again. But what a what a disappointing team. Yep. What a dis. 
franchise to, to be so good and to not win one in a full season. Like, they're, they're down as Scherzer was down. Kershaw was down. Yep. Uh, they, had a couple of, they had a couple other guys. So it's uh, Trevor Bauer was out. So they had all these guys, and they couldn't use them because they were hurt or suspended or had a tired arm. So it's nice to have those guys, and you just get more of those guys. So when those guys inevitably get hurt, you've got more guys to replace them with. I have, to, I have to tell you that game, was it game four? Yeah, because it was after in the NLCS because the Braves had that five-two lead in the in the top of the in the bottom of the eighth, and then they gave up four Ooh, runs. Great. They lost that game six-five. It was in game three. The series was two-one. It just felt like the momentum had shifted to the Dodgers. Like, oh, great! Like the Braves won a couple of close ones here, but the Dodgers finally broke through. Here we go. Game four, the it's a bullpen game for the Braves, and they just throw left-handed pitcher after left-handed pitcher at the Dodgers, and the Dodgers couldn't get anything going against them. It was absolutely a masterpiece to watch from the Braves' perspective. So they have the arms. I think they have the talent here to, to, to take down the Astros, and I can't cheer for the Astros. I absolutely can't because they're cheating. Uh, I would be happy for Dustin Bates. Well, this year, and cheating this year. Well, I don't care. They've cheated in the past. I just don't want. To, I, I can't cheer for them here because I got. I mean, I can't cheer for the Braves. I got. I mean, I didn't have any interest. I wanted Milwaukee. I wanted Tampa Bay. Uh, I didn't mind Chicago. I wanted to San Francisco. None of those teams did anything. I, so by default, we're back to our Astros. So I, I hope they win it. Uh, just to erase the questions from. 2017 of their cheating, and I mean, they're sure. a hell of a team without the cheating. Yep. And if they can do this here, and Dusty Baker can win one, that's great. And for them to win win another one without the cheating, then yep. that'd be good for them. So yep. I'm going I'm going Houston. Houston in seven. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, and I agree with that point uh, that I think it would kind of kind of quell or, you know, kind of silence some of the, uh, the doubters out there. But uh, it's just, they still are so arrogant about it. I like, I mean, Eddie Rosario, former twin. I never minded the Braves in the 90s. I kind of liked them, to be honest with you. I love Chipper oh Jones. Oh, my God. And I love Greg Maddox and and uh, and Tom Glavin. Like, those were great guys. I just, I, I liked watching. Them. They were they were good. They were, I enjoyed it, even though they sucked in the postseason. It just, I mean, it's, again, it's like just being a Vikings fan, except that the Braves actually won uh a World Series in the night. Well, I guess the the Twins won a World Series in the nineties as well. So anyway, with that all being said, I'm cheering for the Braves to win the series. If the Astros win, it's not a big deal to me. I am going to go Astros in six games. I and it's more so like I keep doubting the Braves, you know, to win the series. But I said at the beginning, I'm like, I'm giving them a chance to beat the Brewers. They did. Uh, I said like. With the Dodgers, like, oh, I hope the Braves can do it. But, I mean, the Dodgers just seem like they have so much more firepower. The Braves prevailed. With this, I think it's far more evenly matched than some people might think. I think the Braves are a very good team. They're playing, they're 44-22 and 22 in, like, their last 66 games. They're playing outstanding baseball right now. So, I think just for everyone to think that this is the Astros series to lose without question... I think that only more kind of makes me want to take the Braves. But in the end, I will go with the Astros in six because they have been here time and time again. And they, as you said, they they have a purpose. Like, they're out to prove to people that they can win one without the cheating. Yes, I am. I don't think they're the only team that cheated, I don't think. I think other teams were 
Red Sox. Yeah, they're a system, so they're the they're kind of the thing, like you know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm interested in this World Series. I, I didn't give I don't give a shit about the Red Sox at all. The Red Sox are, are turn off the TV for me. Mm-hmm. And so I I prefer other World Series, but but this isn't bad. Houston, Atlanta. I'll, I'll I'll be interested in this more than anything I've been interested in thus far. I'd like to make an amendment right now. This I'm making a proclamation with uh, uh, with an asterisk by it that I, I, I the right to change my opinion as we are in spring training as we inch closer to uh, the regular season spring next training. year, 2022. Huh? Yes, I'm, I'm I'm saying like when we do our baseball preview next year, this Already? may change. But I'm I'm projecting this right now. I'm going to say this. I think the Astros are going to make the playoffs. I'm going to take the... I said that the, I was going to take the Mariners to win the AL West. I'm backtracking off that. I'm going to take the Astros to win, but I'm going to take the Mariners to make the playoffs. And I'm also going to take the Blue Jays to make the playoffs and the Rays. So that would mean no Boston and no New York in the playoffs next year. No Chicago. I, I I'm not I'm not talking I can't quite say the what the AL Central is going to be like I just know those four teams I'm, I'm projecting them right now uh, to make the playoffs again the right to change my opinion as we are in spring training in March of 2022 uh, but right now I'm I'm kind of thinking that but I, I've made an amendment saying that the Mariners were winning the West I'm going to go back to the Astros yeah Toronto I, I really do like Toronto it's hard not to. I don't. There's going to be a work stoppage happening. Oh. December, December 1st, December 2nd is when the uh, is when the agreement expires. Mm-hmm. Free agency is going to be stopped. So hopefully baseball can get something done in December, into January. And that'll be a story. So the baseball season might get off to a late start. Yeah. We'll see how... How quickly they come to an agreement. That is a story worth monitoring for sure. For sure. Yeah, so the last baseball for a while was... Um, anything else that we need to get to here this week? Kind of a lighter week. Your picks last week were good from the NBA standpoint. Ah, thank you. Thank you. The, the Timberwolves look all right. Also the Pelicans, but they uh, they look they look okay early on. I really love that Patrick Beverly kind of chastised yeah. and said, "You can't be okay with this." That Patrick Beverly may be the MVP of the like he may be that guy that keeps... most important player, an energy, not an all star, yes. but yep. just bring. He's used to winning with Houston and the Clippers and. And the Wolves are not. Yes. Yep. He's going to be that guy that says, I can help bring us over the top. You just need to trust me. You guys need to focus in on this. I think that's great. So hopefully they do well. Uh, Second, I am 100% with the Chicago Bulls at this point. Very good. 4-0. I was curious. I was cautious. They haven't played anybody. They beat Detroit they beat the Raptors. They beat uh, somebody else not very good. They're 4-0. I like what I see. I want to actively seek out their games when I can because they're not on TV a lot. They are, um, they are 4-0 for the first time since 96-97. Oh, who was on that 96-97 uh, team? Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, 
Mm-hmm. Luke Longley, Bill Weddington, Judd Bushler, Steve Kerr, Rodney Simpkins, maybe Robert Parrish didn't play very often. Was Tony Kukoc not on that team? Tony Kukoc, Scott Burrell. That's about everybody. A couple more. I mean, look at that. A team, I mean, Vikings, Bulls, late 90s, we can, we can name the rosters. Mm-hmm. We can name the rosters. I don't know who the hell the, on the Bulls roster, who the hell these bench players are. I can name like the top five or six. Who these bench guys are, I couldn't tell you. Uh, even after looking at the box scores all week. I have no idea who these guys are, but I think they can be the two seed. The Nets don't do anything for me. I would say Milwaukee and the Bulls. Um, Bulls might have the second best record, but I think the Bulls have potential to be to be a, 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 a the, the top seed. I think you mentioned the four seed. I think they can be you know, a six-plus win team. Very good. I like to hear that. I like to hear that you uh... – that you like what I'm glad to see that a projection a prediction of mine is actually looking good early on anyway. It is you've been you've been good lately. So. Very good. Very good. I appreciate that. Um Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Those are the bold predictions. I got, I, got, I, got, I got two more. Yeah, yep. Wrapping up some wedding stuff. Yes. My only thing that I want during this wedding is I want the music to be at a five out of ten. Have I said? Have I talked about this? Uh uh-uh. uh No, no, you have not. Like every wedding I've gone to, the music is extremely loud. Yes. Yep. And or loud at the, at the quietest. And I don't want that. I want this music to be background noise. Okay. If I got to go up there once and tell the guy turn this down, that better be it. Well, don't you want people to dance though? Not really. Okay. They can dance without the goddamn music being. Fucking, like, I want to be able to talk to people sure. without having to taste what they had for breakfast. <laughs> I want to be able to talk to people out yelling at them. How are you? Drew, Charlie, how are you guys doing today? What, you can't hear me? Goddamn Alan Jackson's in the background too goddamn loud. Oh, okay. So, I mean, keep it to a dull roar with the music. Okay. Is everybody... It just, Jesus Christ, just so loud, and this is my goddamn party, so we're turning the music down. Okay. We're, we're going to give that a shot. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Okay. Well, that's one thing. Number two, something completely different. <clears throat> I have a lot of hats and things of other teams that I, you know, some I care about, some I really don't. I got a lot of hats and a lot of teams. Mm-hmm. I went to Menards yesterday, and I went to Menards today. Uh, some guy helped me yesterday. I saw him again today. Kind of an older guy, probably early 60s, I would guess. I go in there today wearing a San Jose Sharks hat. And he says, I see him again today. He says, hey, how are you? He says, are you a Sharks fan? But I go a little bit, completely lying. I don't give a shit about the Sharks. Couldn't <laughs> even clear on the Sharks. Yeah. I just, I just like their colors and logo. Mm-hmm. Like, you a Sharks fan? I'm like... A little bit, sure. Like, all right. Well, he's a Blues fan. Like, all right. Big rivalry again. I don't know. Maybe there is. Maybe there isn't. He says, sure. He mentions Jill Thornton, who played for the Sharks. I remember him. Yeah. I guess he's with Florida now. Is that correct? I couldn't tell you. Maybe. He'd mention, oh, he's with Florida now, and they played the Blues last night. Jill Thornton. 
He's got to be what forty years old. Yeah, let, let me let me pull it up here. If he's with Florida, um... so he mentioned that. I'm like, yep, sure. Joe Thornton, Florida. You like St. Louis? I apparently like the Sharks now. I haven't watched a hockey game in ten years. Whatever. So Mitchell, South Dakota, wearing a Sharks hat. Some guy at Menard says, "Hey, you a Sharks fan?" Okay. <laughs> it, isn't isn't that the the beauty though of sports? Because I it could is. wear a sweatshirt or something. I, I remember we w- we took a, a, a trip out to the Black Hills in May. And it was when the Wild were in the postseason. And I was wearing oh. a, a Wild sweatshirt, I think. We were at Mount Rushmore. And some guy's like, hey, uh, is is so-and-so in the lineup tonight? And like, um, I don't I know. Don't. He, he might be. Uh, I guess I haven't heard for sure yet. The lineups come out later. But it's like... You just see you see someone with a, a stranger, complete stranger. Yes, yep. You see someone with a sweatshirt, a jersey, a, a hat, anything, and it's an instant conversation starter. Sports has that ability to do that more than almost anything else on the planet. I was at uh, Coburn's a month ago. Whenever the Vikings played Seattle, it was earlier in the week. Mm-hmm. Or I wore an Oregon Ducks sweater thing. Pullover. Lady at the counter says, you a Ducks fan? I didn't understand what the fuck she was saying. I couldn't understand her words. I could hear them clearly. I didn't know what the fuck word she was using. Are you a Ducks fan? After about four times, I thought she was like, do you, do you want to sign up for the rewards program? Like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, done. And then she finally points to my shirts. Ducks. Oh, Oregon. Yes. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Yep. Well, she's from that area. She's from the Northwest. And they were going to go to the Seahawks-Vikings game a few weeks ago. Okay. Some random lady wearing an Oregon, I was wearing Oregon, and she's like, oh, Oregon Ducks, she's from there, okay? Yep. I, when me and Marcus went to visit Drew in Denver, five, five years ago now, four years ago? Yep. We went to, a, went to a couple of Rockies Diamondbacks games. I wore an LSU shirt to those games. Well, as far away from LSU can possibly get, Denver. <laughs> just in born in the stadium go tigers yep lsu sure yep people there's a guy saying that uh me and marcus were in shields years ago five years ago at this point i had an arizona state hat or something on some asian some asian kid working at Shields says hey you like arizona states right now i just wear the hats so all of these random teams and random spots that you like Nebraska, Minnesota, sure you would expect you expect that of certain teams. You don't expect Arizona State or LSU or the San Jose Sharks. Mm-hmm. You don't expect that up here or anywhere. So we were we were camping with my with my mom and stepdad in Bemidji here this this past fall in September. Um, and I wore my Virginia Tech pullover that you, you got me. And some guy's like, oh, that was a big win against UNC last week. And I'm like, okay. Like, you know what? I don't – again, it like, it's very rare that you probably see a Virginia Tech Hokie fan in uh, in Minnesota. But people know it's – again, you just wear something and it's a great conversation starter. And, yes, Joe Thornton, 42 years of age. Playing wow. for the care or for the I don't say the Carolina the Florida Panthers, amazing. Didn't know that, and that guy knew that. I'm like, all right, he must follow it. And he says, yeah, I just I yell at the TV when it's good and yell when it's bad. And my wife thought I fell down. I was like, no, I just <laughs> yell at the TV watching the sport. So 
it's yeah, you know, random shit, and people bring it up, and I all right. So who knows? Nobody's talked about. I haven't worn it very often, but nobody's mentioned my Louisiana Tech hat. So oh, we'll we'll get you. We'll get someone from Ruston to 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 make an uh, appearance on it. I'm being too deep in the weeds, but uh, <laughs> and a lot of times I don't even know what team I'm wearing. Once you get through the day, you're wearing something and. Like that organ, I didn't even realize I was wearing an organ thing at that point. Sure. And but yeah, so people people like uh, like to mention uh, the teams you wear sometimes. Well, even when they don't expect. It's ju- yeah, because it's you're you're just not in a spot that you're that you would expect no. to see that. And I think that's that's cool. That's really cool that you would that you would get that. By the way, Sharks are four and one right now in the season. Well, good. So good. There you go. Well, good luck with the playoff game uh, this week, and uh, we'll, we'll recap it next week. We'll talk uh, Vikings losing more than likely to the Cowboys on Halloween. You dressing up at all for Halloween? You going to give out candy to the trick-or-treaters there? What, what do we got here in Mitchell? I don't like Halloween. It's for the kids. Uh, we're going to give away candy. We did it last year for the first time in the new house. That was fun. It's kind of sitting on the porch. We had, you know, we had, I don't know, a half dozen. It was kind of cool. Best costume was those, those, those inflatable dinosaur things. Oh, yes. Yep. Those are, those are great. Those are funny looking. So we'll do that again. Again, we bought some candy this weekend, so hopefully we have enough left by the end of the week. That's the danger. Buy <laughs> candy a week at a time. It is, without question. So, I've never gone to, like, an adult dress-up Halloween thing, so. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we'll see. No, is is this is what is this his first year? We kind of knows what's going on. Did he know last year kind of what's going on? What no, to do? He, he knew last year what was going on. Uh, the year before, he kind of did a little bit, but he was far more hesitant. I thought he was going to be a dinosaur this year, uh, but uh, went, went to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Listen to his picks a couple weeks ago. It's apparent he's a big dinosaur fan. He oh. loves dinosaurs, yes, and I'm trying to get him. Maybe I'll get him on to do picks this week. Uh, but he loves dinosaurs, so I thought, oh, for sure we're going to be a dinosaur this year. He comes back home from Kelsey. They went to Party City, um, and he has this sword. I'm like, okay, what, what's this? He's a crusader this year. Like, oh, really? Ah, apparently he just really wanted the sword. I, like, I was surprised. I thought it'd be a dinosaur, but he's gonna have the armor and stuff. So we'll see it. We'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, like a pirate? He's like a pirate? Uh, well, like a like a knight, like a like, like a knight, a, okay, a golden knight. knight. Yeah, like think of, like a the Crusaders, uh, sure. back in the Dark Ages, or like Valparaiso, formerly Valparaiso Crusaders. Uh, yeah. Um. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. We'll see how much candy he gets. We'll see how much candy I will eat of it. But uh, the kid the kid has a sweet tooth, so uh, more than likely he will consume the vast majority of the candy he gets. And the thing about it is they're an age where you could take their candy, oh, a couple pieces. They wouldn't they don't have any idea. I would think. For the most part, yes. This kid's mind is sharp, so if I grab something that I know he, that he wants and then I accidentally take it, I will be paying that price. <laughs> you take a Reese's and uh, get that. Maybe you can sink it away. I don't know. Well, I sure as hell ain't going to take an Almond Joy, that's for sure. I mean, Almond well, Joy, it, I don't mind candy good. corn. Unlike Mike Leach, I don't mind candy corn. Actually, I mix it with, in, with some peanuts. You get that saltiness yeah. with the savory sweet. It's, it's very good. Uh, candy corn isn't my favorite by any stretch. 
really like the Haribo gummy bears. I've been into that lately. Kit Kats are fantastic. Or jelly beans. You're big into jelly oh, beans. Big and big into jelly beans, of course. Uh, jelly Belly. Starburst jelly beans at Easter. That's a, that's a thing here. You got to get the Starburst jelly beans at Easter. Uh, but Reese's... Uh, cups are very, very good. Uh, Kit Kats, like I say, those are good. Almond Joys, no, 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 no. Twix or Twix are high on my list. Twix are very good. Plain M&M's, fantastic. Peanut M&M's, disgusting. Get it out of here. If I want peanuts, I will eat peanuts. If I want M&M's, I'll eat M&M's. I might even mix M&M's and peanuts, but I'm not going to have a peanut M&M. No way. Yuck. I forgot to ask, where are we on our apple pie bit blizzards back? Or what's no, the no, they got pecan pie. They got pecan pie and of course pumpkin this year. So my not wa- apple pie. They not don't have apple pie. Very disappointing. Uh, so my waist thanks me. My wallet thanks me. Uh, my taste buds though are missing out on apple pie. I, I don't get it. I really don't get why they always have to have pumpkin. But yet you can't you can't have apple more than once in like a once every five years. Disappointing, Dairy Queen. Disappointing. A lot of good 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 bad food to eat this time of the year. So yep, it's it's, it's for the best, but uh, it it is missed. That's for sure. It is. Uh, it'll be fun Halloween. It uh, Saturday is going to be nice. Sunday a little cold out, but we'll, we'll sit on the porch and hopefully give us a giveaway some candy. Yep. So. Give away candy and then watch the Vikings give away that game oh, to yeah, the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, that game's out of the Yeah, I guess we'll watch it. Yep, indeed. All right, very good as always, my friend. Good luck again this week, and uh, we'll chat next week. All right, we'll see you. Travis Crins joining me here, Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time as always. Big stuff there, good stuff there. Candy and and uh, sports. Again, again, you could wear any sports thing, and people are going to be I, – I, I'll wear my Final Four – uh, shirt and people. Hey, did you go to that? Yes, I did. It was great. Just a conversation started. It's what the beauty of wearing a sports logo on your clothing. That's what it can do. Um, shorter podcast this week. We will get Charlie on next week to talk about the. Uh, we're going to bring bull ba- bull bound or not back to that game. Uh, we'll see if uh, when will they uh, makes a, a return. We did that earlier this season, so. We will do that here at some point here. Uh, we'll make him make some picks, and hopefully Noah will make an appearance on the podcast at some point here down the line. But uh, we'll make some picks here. We'll react to Week 7 in the NFL and make some picks for Week 8. That's all coming up here next on the Sports Block Podcast, available on podcast.com. Follow me on Twitter at NDStackin, Travis Crins at Travis Crins, Facebook Nathan Stack, and the link to the podcast post in the middle to later part of each week. Take care of a few things. Wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. That's coming up next here. Sports Block Podcast. Sports Block Podcast available on podcast.com. All right, we are back here on the Sports Block Podcast, and I'm pleased to be joined by a special guest, my son Noah. Say hi, everyone. Hi. How are you? What are you going to be for Halloween, Noah? I'm. I'm being something for Halloween. What What are you going to be? Look, it's gone now. What are you going to be for Halloween? Look, Daddy, it's a robot. Yeah. Yes, the microphone can be a robot. What are you going to be for Halloween? Beep, beep, beep. What are you going to be for Halloween? Look, look what it is. Are you going to be a gorilla? No, a knife with a sword. 
A knight with a sword? That's pretty cool. Hey, do you think you could make a couple of picks? Like you did... Give me that. It's, give me that. No, don't pull it. Don't pull it. Okay. Now it's a robot. Noah, I'm going to give you some games here. Who's going to win this game? The Eagles or the Lions? The Lions. The Lions are going to win? Yes. Okay. Let's find the Lions. Okay. How about a Bengal? That's like a Tiger against the Jets. Who's going to win? The Tigers or the Jets? That's like a big airplane. Who's going to win that game? Um, I think the Tigers. The Bengals are going to win? The Tigers? That's a good pick. That's a good pick. How about the... No, the last game. Oh, how about this one? How? How about the Dolphins against the Buffalo Bills? Um, should we see if there's nothing in it? You, you found he found an egg. I. Who's gonna win, the Dolphins or the Bills? The Bills. The Bills. Okay. The last game I have to pick: the Cowboys or the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings, you love those. I do. What do we do with they score a touchdown? Do we go school? Yeah! School! That's, school! That's what we do all day. Yep. And it's going into a robot. Say bye to it. Bye. Okay, and what, what are you, so you're going to be a knight for Halloween or are you going to get lots of, Take this. no, 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 no. So, anything else you want to say to everyone? Daddy, I don't want my ro robot light on. Okay, so we shut it off then? Yeah, let's shut the okay. robot off. Say goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. And we'll be back with pics in a second. Well, hopefully you all enjoyed that there. I'm trying to get on, get him on whenever I can, but you know what? To Appreciate him coming on now. What is this? Twice now in the span of well, eight weeks. But if that's good, twenty-five percent. We'll get him on as much as we can, as much as he wants to. That's the key. He's got to want to. So let's go back to week seven in the NFL. We'll um, recap the week seven in the NFL. Make some picks for week eight, and uh, we'll sign out here on this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Began Thursday night. The injury-riddled Browns. No. Baker Mayfield, no Kareem Hunt, no Nick Chubb. Uh, how are they going to be able to cope with this? Well, Case Keenum, former Viking, played well. D. Ernest Johnson, a uh, running back for uh, Cleveland, um, it was like third, fourth on the depth chart. He started, he played very well. The Browns get the win over the Broncos, 17-14. Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos have now lost four in a row. Then we go to Sunday's action here is uh we got a oh there we go it, you know sometimes technology whatever green bay packers beat the washington football team 24 to 10 uh green bay defense very good in this one four trips washington had inside the red zone came away with only one field goal taylor heineke looked like he had a touchdown in the third quarter but dove instead of just ran it in he looked like he gave himself up the referees called him down he tried to sneak it in on fourth down uh, fumbled it and was short, and Washington ends up losing 24-10. to The Carolina Panthers are in free fall. Just like the Broncos, they have also lost 
four games in a row. Sam Darnold was benched in this one as the Giants win 25-3. It was actually 5-3 at halftime. What a weird, peculiar score. Giants end up winning. Uh, Daniel Jones, Giants quarterback, caught a pass that was Odell Beckham-esque. Remember that catch Odell Beckham had against the Cowboys on a Sunday night where he reached back behind his head and grabbed it with one hand? Uh, Daniel Jones made a similar catch in this game. Uh, very good indeed. The Giants improving out of 2-5 and five with a 25-3 win. Only game of the Sunday decided by one possession would be the Falcons and the Dolphins. Entertaining game. Falcons uh, and Dolphins go back and forth. The Dolphins take a lead late, 28-27, but the Falcons rally, get down the field, kick a game-winning field goal by Youngway Koo uh, to win 30-28. Kyle Pitts is uh, seven catches, 163 yards for the rookie tight end from Florida. He's really starting to get in his own now, and the Falcons improve to 500. Statement win of the day was done by the Cincinnati Bengals, who went into Baltimore and thrashed the Ravens 41-17. They sacked Lamar Jackson five times. Joe Burrow throws for 416 yards, 201 of those going to rookie wide receiver Jamar Chase from LSU, same school as Burrow. Uh, He was great, eight catches, 201 yards, and a touchdown. It's the largest margin of victory against Baltimore in Bengals history and a statement win now as they improve it to 5-2. Baltimore falls to 5-2. Tiebreaker goes to Cincinnati right now. Speaking of statement wins, the Tennessee Titans just thoroughly embarrassed the Kansas City Chiefs 27-3. The Chiefs defense is horrible. Patrick Mahomes, three more turnovers in this one. I can't even call him Hall of Famer right now because right now he's not playing like one. He's playing very poorly. The Chiefs, what's going on with them? Derrick Henry... Uh, throws a touchdown in this one. By the way, did you know that Sunday was National Tight Ends Day? really wish the NFL games would have mentioned that. They did plenty. It's fine. Uh, people are, oh, shut up about it. Yeah, what? Just let them have their time. Let them have their fun. It's fine. Henry throws a touchdown pass to Michael Pruitt, uh, the uh, Titans tight end. The Titans get the 27-3 win. Patriots, uh... Thoroughly embarrassed the New York Jets, 54-13. Of now on 12 straight against the Jets. Zach Wilson, rookie quarterback for the Jets, left the game in the second quarter. Uh, PCL injury, he will be out a couple of weeks. Raiders beat the Philadelphia Eagles, 33-22. Jalen Hurts fumbled in a goal-to-goal situation that really kind of thwarted any chance that the Eagles had to win this game. But Derek Carr went 29-32, career best. Uh, completion percentage in that regard. He was great. The Raiders win 33-22, as I said. Revenge game in LA, and the Detroit Lions pulled out, pulled out all of the stops they possibly could against the LA Rams. They did an onside kick after scoring a touchdown on their opening drive. They had two fake punts. They went for it on multiple fourth downs. They had a chance to win it late. Jared Goff, though, throws an interception. There was pressure up the middle. He couldn't really step into his throw. Uh, it's a great play by the Rams defender, and the Rams would go on to win 28-19. Cooper Cup, by the way, fantastic. As I mentioned, I have him in fantasy in one league. Two touchdowns, uh, 158 yards received. He was fantastic as the Rams improved to 6-1. The Lions remain the lone winless team in the NFL at 0-7. Arizona Cardinals spotted the Texans a quick five points. It's 5 nothing going in the second quarter. Cardinals win 31-5. Uh, they score the final 31 points. DeAndre Hopkins catches a touchdown pass against his former team. A very good win for the Cardinals, who have a big game against the Green Bay Packers coming up, as we had talked about earlier. 
Buccaneers win 38-3 against the Chicago Bears. Of note in this one, Tom Brady throws his 600th uh, career touchdown pass Mike, to Mike Evans. Mike Evans gives the, the ball to a fan. Byron Kennedy, I believe. Brian Kennedy? One of the... Anyway, um, didn't realize it was Tom Brady's 600th career touchdown pass. Now, auctioneers or sports memorabilia people say that that ball could have easily gone for a half a million dollars. Buccaneers equipment manager comes in. They get the um, they, they get the ball. They they swap it out. They give uh, the, um, the fan here a I'm going to get his name here so I have it. Byron Kennedy. Yeah, I was right. Why, why did I even doubt myself? Byron Kennedy uh, swapped out for another game ball. He's going to get a couple of signed jerseys by the Bucks. A thousand dollars to the team store. Cleats by Tom Brady. Um, yeah, he wants a round of golf with Brady. I'm not sure if he's going to that. Brady's going to give him a Bitcoin. So uh, there's some other stuff. So he didn't make out quite as well with the five hundred thousand dollars, but I guess you know, getting Bitcoin is a, a whole Bitcoin is pretty uh, nice of Tom Brady to do to Mr. Kennedy here. But uh, he made out okay, but it could have made out a lot more if he ran away with that. But Buccaneers end up winning the game 38-3. to So but a, a fun story there. Easily the, the biggest storyline outside of the Bengals and the Titans win of the day. And then, uh, let's see, where, where do we got here? Well, let's go Sunday night. What a slog. It was... The, because of this bomb cyclone and the atmospheric rivers and whatnot that were pounding the West Coast. It was incredibly rainy for Sunday Night Football in Santa Clara between the Indianapolis Colts and the San Francisco 49ers. Colts defense really came to play in the second half, forcing a lot of turnovers by Jimmy Garoppolo. The Colts ultimately win this game 30-18. Carson Wentz playing much better as quarterback for the Colts. And then the uh, Monday night, that same bomb cyclone was hitting Seattle. Whether or not nearly as bad uh, as what it was initially forecasted for. Saints win 13-10. Terrible game. Alvin Kamara, 10 receptions, 128 yards, and a touchdown in this one. Fantastic. And the Saints defense, a couple of sacks late, cost me in fantasy as a result. So I'm not too happy with Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Who now follow 2-5, 0-3 at home for the first time since 1992. That's not great. We go to Sunday. We go to this week eight though, and the game of the week is the first game. It's Thursday night football. The, the Green Bay Packers at the Arizona Cardinals, six and one at seven and zero, oh, eight twenty p.m. Eastern, seven twenty p.m. Central Time on Fox. How how do you do the? I was going to pick the Packers initially. Now Devontae Adams on the COVID list. We'll see if he's able to play. I think he's going to. I think he's going to get enough tests. But if he doesn't, I mean, Alan Lazard's out. How many more guys are going to go out? I'm going to still lean towards Green Bay. But depending on who else goes out, I might uh, switch to the Cardinals. But how do you not pick again? How do you not pick Aaron Rodgers and company? Regardless, it would be a massive win if the Packers can somehow do it. We'll see, though. I'll, I'll, I'll take the Packers right now, but I don't say that with a great deal of confidence, especially given the COVID concerns. Then on Sunday, we have the San Francisco 49ers at the Chicago Bears, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. 49ers are a better team right now. The Bears' defense is really good. I'm going to take the 49ers narrowly over the Bears. I don't say that with a great deal of confidence. Pittsburgh Steelers at the Cleveland Browns, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. Despite all the injuries for the Browns, I still think they're the better team, better than the Steelers. Give me the Browns to beat the Steelers in a close one. Miami Dolphins at the Buffalo Bills, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on CBS. Bills have lost six in a row. The Bills 
two weeks to stew over that loss on Monday Night Football to the Titans. I feel sorry for the Dolphins in this one. Feel sorry for Tua. Give me the Bills to roll Miami. Cincinnati Bengals at the New York Jets, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on CBS. This could be a letdown game for the Bengals, but it's either Joe Flacco, who the Jets just, just traded for, or Mike White starting at quarterback. It's not Zach Wilson. So the Bengals will be fine. The Bengals will take care of the Jets easily. Give me the Bengals in this one. Carolina Panthers at the Atlanta Falcons, 1 p.m. Eastern noon Central Time on Fox. Just look at how each team is playing right now. The Panthers stink. They've lost four in a row. The Falcons have won two in a row. Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts playing great football. Give me the Falcons to beat Carolina. Philadelphia Eagles at the Detroit Lions, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. The Lions have been playing hard. They've been so close. This is the week they get it done. They pick up their first win of the year, further sink the Eagles into oblivion and, and irate Philly fandom. There, I'll take the Lions to beat the Eagles. LA Rams at the Houston Texans, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Sorry, Texans, it just ain't going to happen. The Rams, uh, early kickoff, it won't affect them. Rams will crush Houston in this one. They will take care of Houston more than they took care of Detroit last week. Huge one in the AFC South, the Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. The Titans, how do you come back from that big win against Kansas City, against Buffalo, playing on the road at Indianapolis? It's going to be tough. The Colts are playing good football right now, and they are desperate. But I will take uh, King Henry and the Titans to win this one close. Jacksonville Jaguars at the Seattle Seahawks, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. I think the Jaguars are going to hang around in this game, and I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. But the Seahawks are just a little bit better right now. I think Geno Smith is going to start. I don't think Russell Wilson starting this one until after the bye. Uh, so give me the Seahawks to win narrowly over Jacksonville. New England Patriots at the LA Char Chargers, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Uh, the Patriots looked pretty good here last week. But it was against the Jets. The Chargers had a couple weeks to figure things out after that bad loss to Baltimore. Justin Herbert and company get things done. and Plus, they remember what happened last year when the Patriots came in and thoroughly embarrassed them and thumped them. That's not happening this time. Chargers win this game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the New Orleans Saints, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Saints defense playing really good football right now. But Tom Brady and the Buccaneers offense just too good. Give me the Buccaneers to take down the Saints in this one. Washington football team at the Denver Broncos, 4.25 p.m. Eastern, 3.25 p.m. Central Time on Fox. I'm going to take the home team here. I'm going to take the Broncos. I don't say that with a great deal of confidence because they aren't playing well right now. Washington isn't playing good football right now either, though. Take the Broncos to win. And then Sunday Night Football, the Dallas Cowboys at the Minnesota Vikings, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Dak Prescott's health is the major... Uh, Deal in this one, his calf, how healthy is it? Yeah, I think he's going to be fine. This Cowboys offense is rolling right now. Defense is playing good. I, Vikings, it's a show-me-something game for the Vikings. Travis always says it. Show-me-something game. Prove it to me. Prove it to us, Vikings. Uh, let, let's see if you can win this game. Win a one going away. I guess he did that to Seattle, but let's do it again. Uh, give me the Vikings, or give me the Cowboys here to beat the Vikings. And then Monday Night Football, the New, the New York Giants, at the Kansas City Chiefs, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. The Giants are going to cover for sure. I think Saquon Barkley's coming back. Kenny Galladay is likely to come back. Chiefs defense is in shambles right now. 
Patrick Mahomes and company. This is it. You got to step up right now. Can the Chiefs do it? If not against the Giants, then when? Take the Chiefs, but I don't say that with a great deal of confidence. Who would have ever thought I'd say that about the Chiefs? And who would have ever thought we would have looked at this game against the Giants as a must-win for the Kansas City Chiefs? But that's what happens here. And that will do it for this week's picks. Official picks and predictions can be found in the stack, stackattack.sportsblog.com in our Football Friday post. And hope you enjoyed this week's edition. It's a sh- much shorter one than, uh, than last week and certainly the week before. Charlie will be coming back next week and hopefully for every week in November as we play bullbound or not and look ahead in the final month of the college football season. Uh, so uh, for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, for Travis and, and Noah, thank you so much, Noah, for joining here for only a couple minutes. But he made his picks. Again, he's got the what, he said the Lions over the Eagles. He's taking the Bengals over the Jets. He's taking the Bills over the Dolphins. All picks I agree with. And then the Vikings over the Cowboys, because I like the Vikings, he says. Well, I agree, kiddo. I hope the Vikings win, but <sighs> prove it to me, Vikings. Prove it to me. Cowboys are playing really good football right now. So for all of us here at the Sports Block Podcast, have a great week. Happy Halloween, everyone. Give out the candy to the youngsters, the trick-or-treaters. Don't take, don't take any of your frustrations or something out on them. Give them the candy. Give them the good candy, too. Not this Almond Joy shit or any of this other, like, hard candy or like candy from like the 70s no nope give them the good stuff the kit kats the reese's the snickers the milky ways the twix bars give it all to give it to them just the gummy bears whatever a uh, candy corn mike leach does not approve anywho thank you so much for listening just let them just be careful out there on sunday let the kids enjoy themselves but uh, we'll be back next week again charlie will come on uh, hopefully to talk college football play bullbound or not and we'll react to what the the world series and everything in the nfl and college football so for all of us here at the sports block podcast nathan stack and saying thank you for listening podcast can be found on podcast.com twitter at Andy stack and facebook nathan stack and travis is on twitter at travis crins link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week have a great week enjoy the the weather stay safe stay warm stay dry and we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, everyone. Happy Halloween.